With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to Off the Post. I'm Russ Cohen. We've got Anthony Mangione. And how are you? Russell, I'm good. How are you? Doing real well. And we have Michael Jello. Mike? Good evening, gentlemen. And how are you doing, Mike? I uh, didn't bowl today, so I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> do you have withdrawals? No, my knees need at least a, two weeks of, to recover. Uh, yeah, I guess bowling would be hard on the knees. I, I, I'll give you a pass on that. I probably would have the same problem. I can't. I can't lie. So we're in the um, in the college hockey season, and an interesting debate came up. Really started yesterday, and then this morning I was on Sirius, and we. We took it a step further. So in in college hockey, there's an award for the best goalie, the Mike Richter Award. And this year, uh, Kale Morris, goalie for for uh, Notre Dame, is up for the Hobie. And he's up for the Richter Award, too, obviously. So the last Hobie Baker Award winner for a goalie was Ryan Miller. So you know that's a long time ago, and there's only been two ever. And so the debate is, should a goalie win the Hobie Baker Award? And, you know, I'll, I'll give you my feeling first for people who didn't listen to the other show. And they should, but, you know, it's okay. <laughs> this is our show. It's not my show, so I'm just guessing on it. I get it. Um, I'm not trying to make you feel bad or anything. I, or maybe I am. But, but, <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> but here's the, here's the gist. With, with Kale Morris, like last year, Minnesota had Cal Peterson. Not Minnesota. Notre Dame at Cal Peterson. Great goalie. They lose him. Morris was there, but he wasn't the starter, obviously. And now this year he, he has a great year. He was 24-7. and seven. He has a around a 946 save percentage on the year with like a 1.92 goals against. And, you know, the debate was, well, Ryan Miller had a 946, but 946 was – a lot harder back in Ryan Miller's day. But, you know, Ugh. numbers and numbers, and here's the thing. And, look, I mean, look, there's, there's college Ugh. hockey experts, right? And I'm not that, and none of us are that. But the idea is, if you do simple math, what does the guy have to do to possibly win the award? A 975, like give up one goal every, like, six games or something? He also had four shutouts. So, like, my point is, you can't write these awards or, or go by the letter of the law of these awards that were written up a million years ago to exclude some position just because there is another award for that position. So my feeling is this guy could definitely win that award and probably should, even though you could find plenty of other great players in college hockey. But, Ant, what, what's your ultimate feeling about something like that? I feel like in this circumstance, based on the description, you know, there's a little bit of splitting hairs involved here. But uh, for me, um, again, to me, it's the best – the award is for the best player in college hockey, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And in my mind, it's got to be the player who's got to have, again, the most impact 
for his to, to uh, directly related to his team's success. Mm-hmm. To me, he sounds like he qualifies. Yeah, he's got a lot of impact. I mean, they won today four three in overtime, and and moved on. And so, you know, they're continuing on where <laughs> last year they they um, they did get stopped in the East Regionals because of injuries and such. So he's a driving force. Mike, what do you think? Well, this seems to be the same debate that we have in the NHL regarding the Hart Trophy. And well, that'll be our next debate. Exactly. We're going to go right there to you that. Go. Yeah, so, so, so does that mean that the, uh, that the second Hobie Baker award winner that was a goaltender was Jose Theodore? <laughs> no, it was Brian Miller. I don't get the joke. What was the joke? I missed it. No, I thought you said there were two goaltenders. So yeah, saying... oh, no. It was um, oh, somebody in 1988 or something. I can't remember the guy's name right off the top of my head. Sorry. Okay, the joke was lost, so continue. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) So now we move to the NHL, and we talk about the heart. And here's the interesting thing about the heart. Like, even even when I do my show on Sirius and we have, you know, members of different teams on, you know, inevitably when we're chatting in between between segments, we talk about things like that. And, of course, they talk about – other players, and then inevitably mention their player too. And and every time now for the last, I would say, two weeks, and I do a couple spots a week besides the show I have and this show that I have, everybody mentions a different guy. So, like, inevitably, and, and always like, well, yeah, he should be in the heart conversation. So the heart conversation is massive, and Like, it's probably up to, like, 15 guys based on oh, yeah. my barometer for that. As wide, this, this year has been as wide open as I can possibly remember yeah. um, in recent years. That being said, I, I've, I've said already, and I've said it previously on, on other shows, it's still to me, with everybody that's available, I'm still between McKinnon and Kopitar right now. Those are the okay. two I'm really uh, – those are the two that I, I – I, I, they're, they're at the, to me at the top tier, and then there's, there's – then everybody else is sort of not too far below them, but they just, to me, are a little bit ahead of the pack. Okay. Now, wait, before we go to Mike, I, I do feel like I need to be a game show host and say, well, you know, Claude Giroux, he's going to set a Flyers record for assists in a season, had the most. That's not going to wait. That's not going to sway you. Not for me. No, yeah. I honestly, nah, Giroux certainly in the conversation. I think in the top. I think he's in the top five. I do too. But because, I, but I, I, I can't put. I, I'm not quite re- putting him in the finalist category. To me, right now, it, the finalists to me are as stated: McKinnon, Kopitar, and then Taylor Hall. Certainly in the conversation there. That would probably mm-hmm. be in, in my mind probably number three, and then Giroux is in that four to five area, I think, right now. Yeah, and we still have Malkin. We still have Mark Shifley, uh, Mike. I mean, there's there's a big list. How do you whittle it down? I'm sure you're going to mention someone from the Leafs, right? No, I'm just kidding. No, but, uh, well, unfortunately, I I, I won't probably get a chance to vote for the Hart this year, but with the new transparency that's out there, I wish I could because then people could see me not voting for Connor McDavid. Because... (laughs) Because Connor McDavid does not belong on this list. I don't care if he gets 120 points. If his team is out of the playoff race by February, then he, you know, he can be the best player in the world. But you know, part of this is the team. I think getting to a uh, getting to the next level and being successful, and that team 
you know, no matter how good McDavid is, you know, there there are not the parts around there to really make his contribution valuable. But mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I agree that McKinnon right now he's he is the favorite. Uh, you know, Kopitar I think is a legitimate uh, candidate. Now the, the thing is, and, and I know that some people they subtract a player because they were injured and say, okay, you know, you can't choose that guy because he's been out since the end of February. But if a team is struggling since then, I think it shows that he is one of the most valuable players. And based on mm-hmm. that, I still think Patrice Bergeron would get some votes because the Bruins have not been the same team without him, and they've had other injuries as well. But he was playing at such a high level up until the time he broke his foot that I think he's still going to garner some votes. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of merit to that. I mean, there's you certainly can, can make a good argument. Uh, you know, I, I still favor McKinnon. Uh, I think you know, Malkin and Kopitar are probably the next guys I look at. But somebody else is going to go on a tear in the next, like, six, seven games. Like, Kopitar, what, he had four goals last night? Like, somebody else is going to do that, and then all of a sudden their numbers are going to pop. And then what's inevitably going to happen with this award, and this is why I say, look, I like the transparency, and I'm all for it. I voted for that from the very beginning, and I will continue with it. But there's going to be a lot of people yelling at voters like me about how you voted for the wrong guy and point out a million stat categories as to why it's the wrong choice. And so inevitably, I think that's going to happen this year. But I still think it's good for the sport because it'll increase hockey talk. But, you know, debate is debate is good. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, it's kind of like after a while, it turns into just a noise chamber. You know, everybody's got their guy and their reason. Invariably, but you know, invariably, you just say you have to make, you have to have the conviction of your case. People aren't going to agree with you, and too bad. This is my, you know, I got a vote, so yeah. this is my vote. And and who's the name that we didn't mention? Who was considered, you know, one of the leading candidates up until I'd say a month ago, which is Kucherov, and he's got ninety-five points. So I, I know. He's, gonna, I he's, he's in the conversation. Be, There's no question. He is, yeah. but it's the weird thing about again with Tampa is. Is just they. <laughs> what almost works against him is just the fact that they have such burgeoning firepower on that team. Right. That right. they can they, that they can maintain. If you're going by the strict, almost the strict letter of the law, I wonder where Colorado. I mean, to me, I I, don't, I just don't think Colorado is where they're at right now without McKinnon's without McKinnon's contributions, which is why I think ultimately he's the hard trophy. He's going to be the hard trophy winner. And if you look at the Kings, my God, the drop off after. Uh, after um, Kopitar is yeah. so, so so substantive. I mean, they got Carter back now, but I mean, without Kopitar and what he did this year. Yeah, um, and, based, and, and yeah. In, in in response to that ten goal season he had last year. So I mean, it's it's been you know a <laughs> comeback bad, player and everything. You could, could yeah, exactly. potentially do several awards in that case. Well, Michael Fuda did talk about that on the on the midday show on Sportsnet, and he he actually said he thought like. Kopitar with injury, getting to see, just never really got on track. And that's true. Everybody's allowed to have an offseason. Here's the thing, though. So the NHL Network tweeted out their choices. And, of course, they have six, and I'd like to (laughs) firmly remind them we only get five. But whatever. They put six. And we've already named guys that are not on their list. So their list is Nikita Kucherov, Evgeny Malkin, Nathan McKinnon, Taylor Hall, Brad Marchand, Alexander Barkov. 
So, like, now they've added two more guys to it, and this is my point you know, about – You know what? You, now, stagger that again. Give me the list again because you know that's probably equalizing east and west. How many are out of each conference? Oh, let's see. Wait. There's one. Read it. Two. Okay, so it's Kucherov, Malkin, yep. McKinnon, Hall. No, Marshawn, Barkov. So they go four, four, five yeah, east, so one west. It's, it's five east. Exa- yeah, there's, there's an overload east Coast there. bias, those sons of them. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was an over. When I'm re- reading it off, I'm like, this is definitely an overload yeah. on one side. I need to. So they're aware. showing an East East Coast bias, and they didn't oh, absolutely. put. They didn't put Claude Giroux, and they didn't put Kopitar, and you know. Yeah, but still, I mean, you got at least two, you got at least two a minimum of two candidates out west there, and you're not even. Good, I mean, you got McKinnon. Who did did they have Kopitar on there? No. Nope. Nah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I would certainly have him there over over Barkov. Barkov's having a great yeah, year, but I like nowhere. Barkov, but yeah, Bar- yeah. Bar- but it's, and, and in another year, sure, maybe, but this year, not. not no, Barkov year. might might win the Selkie. That's a, oh yeah, no, I, a think, I, I actually think I do think you know, and that's what's going to drive, and that that I'm sure will will drive Flyer fans up a wall because they thought hey, well, it was you know Sean Couturier's to lose at this point, and forgetting you know forgetting yeah. that, but uh, well, what I, this, what I think. What I think would yeah. drive Flyers fans even more nuts is if Bergeron, which is like it's, it's his natural right to win the Selkie, yes, if, he exactly. wins, if he wins it, it after being out for the last you know the last five or six weeks of the season, and Couturier you know ha- continues to play and play very well, that'll drive them crazy. Yeah, the thing that I hurts remember... again, and, and the thing the, the thing that kind of hurts Couturier, which it, it, which is ridiculous, I'm sure, is 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 the goal scoring drought that he had when he got stuck on 29. It's ridiculous. No, you know that's going to be held against him uh, when it has absolutely zero to do with what that award is. Correct. About. No, I agree. I agree. No. He matches up yeah. against the best no matter what. But here's the thing. So the the closest thing I remember coming to like what you had said as far as when guys deserve it and don't is in Major League Baseball with the Gold Glove Award, I forget who it was, somebody only played like 30-something games at first base, and I think it was an American leaguer, and they won a Gold Rap- Glove. Raphael Palmero. Thank you. That's who it was. Yes. There you go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you don't want to give it to a guy every year, especially after a year of injury, if there's really other great candidates. I, you know, that's something where I, I think that does need to be uh, tempered a bit. And so, yeah, I don't think it's anybody's birthright, like Mike said, um, but it's an interesting thing. So, a little bit with the games tonight. Uh, stars are up to nothing, Mike. I mean, I guess, you know, like. Uh, like the Black Knight in uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, uh, you know, not dead yet. Yeah, well, Kerry Lettinen hasn't uh, done his special, uh, his special <laughs> twist on, on things, <laughs> you know, because I, I, the game in the game in Toronto, uh, it could have been the worst goal of the year where he mishandled the puck and basically gave a four by six empty net to to Nazem Kadri. I, I, I just don't, you know. For a guy who was drafted, I think fourth overall, and you know everybody thought was going to be a fantastic goaltender, he's been really a big disappointment. And even now, I mean, I think the Bishop injury kills them. But yeah, like you said, you know, the, the <laughs> dead bodies sometimes twitch, and maybe that's what's going on with the Dallas Stars. <laughs> and what 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 do you think? I mean, again, just when we think we have this thing figured out, as you far as the do. race. We no, really don't. You really don't. And again, it's it, you know you're gonna the minute you have a team and you know ready pretty much ready for dead, they they completely you know surprise you. And again, Dallas yeah. sort of flossed them and Jetson lost their last two in a row coming into tonight. I mean, 
plus 11 differential, but just not just a terrible team on the road this year, basically 14, 18 and five, which, you know, that's what's killing them at the moment right now. Uh, the fact, and again, they just, yeah, I mean, there's, 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 you look at that team, there's man for man. And, you know, if you look at it, you're like the classic team where you look at the parts and you just go, man, yeah, this should be this. This team should be way up the ladder, much further than they are, and they just aren't there yet. And again, this year you bring in Hitchcock, you know, to in, to try to reshape this team's mentality defensively, and still they are looking upstairs at the rest at the um, yeah. at the rest of the conference, and that's that's the problem again. Goaltending again, you had to be worried again. Bishop has had injury history of late. Uh, in re, you know in recent years, and then you have Lettinen, who's always, as Michael said, will put on his own special twist at some point of the season. Mm-hmm. And they are who they again. You know they're 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 going to hang around, but you know they're I think they're a team that's just just going to come up short as they've done in the past. And you also now, have to, you also have to factor in the fact that they're playing the Providence Bruins tonight because yeah. Rick Nash, yeah. DeBrusque, Krug. Chara, McAvoy, they're all out of the lineup. So that, I mean, and Bergeron as well. So, I mean, that's, you know. I don't know. Should we even be including Rick Nash in that list of players you just said? I'm not sure about that. But Well, I mean, you know, he's 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 on the team, and he's he, He's allegedly scoring. good at this point. Like, we still really don't <laughs> know if he's really going to do anything for them. I'm not sold on that, I have to admit. Not that anybody's surprised at that, but I'm not. He's, he's got as no, many no. points as Brian Gianta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Deontay got that nice one goal, and then it sort of slowed down for him, didn't it? Against Philadelphia, I might add. Of course. <laughs> but again, it was also it was also off of a penalty that wasn't called. Yeah. That was why it happened. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, that was. All right. Now, the Devils beat the um, Penguins in overtime. Again, just when we mm-hmm. think we have it figured out. Blake Coleman scored like this amazing, if people want to look it up, yeah, like, this no, it unbelievable goal. goal. That was a show. very pretty goal. Great strength and also showed the weakness of Derek Broussard on defense because he really doesn't try and play defense. And when he does, you get results like that. So that was that was like a dual thing. But <laughs> Taylor Hall got his 33rd goal. And, and, again, one more player to sort of muddy up the the Calder race. I know people have, you know, thought it was, you know, Matt Barzell's and nobody else's. But Will Butcher got his third goal, and he's got 36 points. That's like 36 points for a defenseman. That, that's- that's his first goal in 51 games, I think, yeah. Russ, for Will Butcher. But he still has 36 points as a rookie it's impressive. Defense. It's impressive, but I, I just I, – I, I know. Agree. He's probably not going to be in the list, but I just have to mention him. Yeah. At the beginning of the season, I certainly would have been – when he started yeah. off the year, I would have been like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Now it's kind of like, eh. No, I get not it. Not so sure. I don't, I, think do. he's gonna muddy it too, I don't think he's going to muddy it too much. Well, there's other guys to muddy it, Yanni Gord and – there's, there's, yeah. yeah, there's there's some other ones that definitely are still in it. Kyle Connor's got 27 goals now, so there's the race ain't over. That's for sure. But this one, uh, Mike will be happy to know Phil Kessel scored his 30th. That's always a uh, always a yeah, highlight. That's a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Nico Heischer with his 17th. I mean, a really good year at a Nico Heischer. Very quiet. Like I guess because he's in New Jersey. Not a lot of people are talking about him. I mean, look, he wasn't going to have an Austin Matthews kind of year, but he's having a nice year. I mean, Nico Heischer is having a really good year. And, again, it, it's funny, Ant, because you could be a first overall pick, and and if you play in New Jersey, you're still in anonymity. It's amazing. 
you are at the same, you are in potential in, in anonymity, but at the same time, again, we when you throw some guys when you get them when they're throw, we knew that the top end of this draft this this past year, you know, is not as transcendent level as some of the other as, sure. as the previous years as 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 they have been. That being said, I think both this year, Nolan Patrick, both of them are going to be very good players in the oh, next yeah. But again. Again, yeah, he sure is certainly toiling in a, in, a, in some in somewhat of a level of anonymity in New Jersey. That's still a pretty good, te- you know, a much a much more interesting team to watch in recent years. And I think a co- the combination of him and Hall working together, uh, with Hall, of course, also getting his 48th assist of the season, which yeah. is, tre- is tremendous as well. He assisted the. Uh, on he shares goal. That's a partnership that I think as we go forward, if you're just a hockey fan, you're going to just enjoy going forward, regardless of where they're playing. Yeah, he sure will probably end up around over 50 points, which is a nice year. Now, the, the Jets-Ducks game, I was watching a bit of that. That's that's a good game, man. And i got to yeah. tell you, not only is it a good game, I mean, it does sort of show you that that some of these teams in the East can't play at this level. Like, there's just yeah. this is a matchup that is really, if, if it were a playoff matchup, Everybody would watch every game, every minute of the game. Like, it's that good. But the one thing I'm taking out of this, Ant, is, and I think mm-hmm. I'm forgetting contract-wise, I think it's next year that Blake Wheeler's a UFA. Maybe it's even this year, but I thought it was next no. year. Next year. Next year. Um, I got to tell you, they have to sign him because his the way he plays with Shifley is magic, and he's, you know, yeah. he, he no, came he, in the league he, young. He, You've got to keep cap. him. He's yeah. a team captain and, and everything. I mean, he's 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 one of the core key core guys for that team. With yeah. as much as we talk about Lion A and and you know Lion A is the, is the Ovechkin of that squad. Yeah. But to me, Wheeler is sort of the beating heart of that team and is playing at a level I just have never seen before out of him. He's now at sixty four assists on the season, which is just. Just, just a tremendous number for him, and he again, he and Shifley are both tr- working out tremendously this evening. Shifley's got a goal and an assist tonight. He's a Shifley's a fifty, I believe fifty five points now. Yeah, with that, it's a great partnership. So yeah, I don't. I, that's one of those things. Again, the Jets will will keep, will definitely in my mind. I don't see any. They won't. It, he's a key. He's one of the key parts for their team going forward. So he'll well, he'll stay put. Consider the money that they saved on Shifley, the money they're going to have to spend on Wheeler, because I think they got Shifley on, under, under a long-term deal at like 6.1. He's worth yep. a, lot, a lot more than that. And Peter Tessier, who's been on our Buzzcast, you know, he said it a year or two down the line, the move that the Winnipeg that Winnipeg is probably going to have to make is trade Buffalo, because to create room for Line yeah. for Wheeler – you know they've got Ehlers locked up on the long-term deal. Maybe they move a Brian Little, but more than likely they're going to have to get rid of Bufflin's over seven million dollar contract. And and also when we talked about this ad nauseum is Truba. I I don't think Truba is going to be there next year. I think he's going to get traded. They they'll get great value for him, but I you know to get the money he deserves. I don't think they can pay it pay it to him right now, so I think that's going to end. Up. And the issue becomes then again is is that that blue line really gets it. It really when you move remove some of those guys, it really gets thinned out it in does. terms of what they have. I mean, you still have Myers there, you still have Morrissey, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, that's another one. Edenstrom's mm-hmm. obviously better in there, but. You feel like yeah. if they're going to remain, if they're going to remain a little further up the ladder in this case, they're going to have to find another guy there that would be able to replace 
Bufflin, and I don't know if that's an easy task per se. Well, whoever it is, he'll probably be able to actually play defense. <laughs> Precisely, that is true. <laughs> no, that's that's a, that's a good um, point. The um, the other interesting thing in that game, and uh, I have to admit, I have a soft spot. Uh, Marcus Pedersen got his first assist in the NHL. He, mm-hmm. He's got two points, but quick funny story is we were doing this show on the concourse uh, yeah. at the Wells Fargo Center at the draft, that. and nope. we saw Marcus just walking around, and I said, hey, you want to come on the show? He goes, sure. comes on the show, <laughs> he talks to us, says, yeah, I'm going to be in the NHL one day, and we were like, okay. He walks out the door, and that's it. He's done, right? And we don't see him for a while, and He's a plus eight, and, and uh, good for that kid. Yeah. He, had a, he had confidence. He did. He was a nice kid. He did. He was, contra- he was a contributing player. We looked at him, you know, good size and everything, and um, always a chance there. And to his credit, yeah, he's done a tremendous job in terms of getting himself and carving himself out a, 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 a spot for himself on that team. So, yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, considering, I mean, it, it, they are the greatest team for drafting defensemen in the NHL. Yeah. Like, it's just bar none – them in Nashville, but I think they're even a little better at this point. It's crazy. Yeah, and no, they they're have another. Very, yeah, sorry, Mike, sorry. You first. You first, Mike. Go ahead. No, they, they, <laughs> and they have another first round pick in, in, in Jakob Larson, who hasn't even played in the NHL yet. So, right. I mean, it just the rich get richer. It's it's sickening, actually. Yeah, I will say this. Yeah, Winnipeg's a couple years away from getting a defenseman, but um, from from their system, but. At some point, Dylan Sandberg, who plays for Minnesota Duluth, will be that guy, but it's going to be probably a couple more years. So, yeah, they um, they'll be interesting. They'll have to they'll have to make some decisions. I think it'll end up being little, Mike. I think at the end of the day, I think they're going to like what Ant said by just sort of looking at it. They're going to they're going to have to move out little, and if they have to, they'll. Well, Enstrom will probably get moved out too. I mean, he's in the la- actually he's a UFA, isn't he? Yeah, he's at the end of his contract so this the- year. But 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 from what Peter said, they want to they want to bring him back, and it probably will be uh, like a team friendly deal. So maybe he doesn't cost. Yeah, you know, he's making over. I think he's making five seven five or five two five right now. So I could I can imagine him maybe coming back at a couple million. But Myers is up after this after next year. Too, yeah, so and like, that's and. And considering what you know, if you you subtract some of these other defensemen off their roster, mm-hmm. you know Myers may not be sexy, but he's steady. No, he and, is steady. And he's he's gonna... a, and he is a reliable. He's a reliable big body blue liner, and it's you need those guys. Yeah, they may have to keep uh, Tyler Myers. I, I agree. That's something where it's not going to be the easiest guy to replace. So yeah. no, nope, that's fair. And and just watching this game as we're talking, guys. It's blood sport. It's like they're, they're, it's, yeah. I've never seen more bodies flying around the ice. Yeah. It, 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 I've never seen it. it it's incredible. It, and that's what I'm saying. If this, this is a regular season game. So for all the people that say, well, the regular season doesn't mean anything, watch this oh, game. You don't. <laughs> it does. Absolutely. So wait. Um, <laughs> I'll give Eric Engels credit. He's got a um, – a good tweet here. No one would have ever thought Anthony Niemi would become the biggest impediment to a Habs tank tank job down the stretch, but here we are. So now Anthony Niemi's playing. He has a shutout going. And Anthony Niemi is portraying Martin Gerber. And the yeah. Leaf fans, Leaf fans know that reference because Martin Gerber prevented them from finishing in the top two or three by winning a bunch of games, meaningless games down the stretch. And there's nothing worse than you know a team that basically has quit 
and that it has nothing to play for getting saved by a goaltender who probably is just looking for one more paycheck in the NHL. Yeah. Anthony Amiant, he, he's been everywhere this year. Oh, God. He is the um... – He's the Mark. He's, he seems like he's the Mark Ar, uh, Mark Arcapello of goaltenders this year. Oh. I think. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> he's the Walt McKechnie of goaltenders. Walt hey, Walt McKechnie ha- had a big year with the Rangers. I want to say he had like thirty goals. He was a good. Year. I mean, he was a good player with the Leafs too. I'm just saying. Yeah. He, I think he played for That's eight a, teams. The Emmy. I always think with Niemi, I just you can't. You always think of 2010 and uh, and that and that finals run with Chicago, and it's just two of the more inauspicious goaltenders you could have possibly faced one another in a, in a for a championship. When it was Anthony Niemi versus Michael Layton in the Cup <laughs> final that year, it's just like and Niemi's just kind of hung around in the NHL. Uh, he was just he was just good enough for that with, with a ridiculously good team in front of him. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think I think after this, I think that'll be it for him. No, you know who I'm thinking of, Mike? I'm thinking of Podubny. That's oh, another. Oh, God. Yeah, Walter Podubny. Oh, yeah, no. Walter That's what McKechnie. I was thinking of. He had a good year at the Rangers. McKechnie didn't play for him, for them. Yeah, no. But he did play for the Golden Seals. Good for him. That's true. So my favorite tweet of the night, other than the Eric Angles one was good, but this one this one's better. This one comes from our pal Alan Walsh. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't know. He's blocked me, <laughs> and it's, it's the pro, it's the proudest block that I've ever had on Twitter. Thank you very much. Uh, he um, and he basically tweets out that Edmonton Oilers prospect Ostap Safin <laughs> taking his first pro ship with Bakersfield tonight. You know, he's recently signed his three-year ELC, and after an MVP season with St. John in in the queue, and it's like, okay, dude, like. Seriously, he's just taking his first shift for Bakersfield. This is not worthy of a tweet. I'm sorry. I get you're his agent, but, like, if he had 500 clients, I mean, he, he would have the most tweets on he would have the most tweets on Twitter. And he would. Oh, I'm not going to get on him about that. I, I just, you know, for one I can't. Shift, it, I, he I, took one shift at Bakersfield, and he's tweeting about it already. Come on. Okay, that's just, you know, he's, he's, this is, you have to also let your, you know, the, 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 the I don't want to say the, uh, I know you got to deep, dig deep into the old portfolio uh, folder here to, to pull that one out, but, um <laughs> <laughs> I've got. I. I. I I'm, I'm not going to sort of get get rankled over. I grant it's his first one shift, and we played one. But it's. I'm Mike, not going to try there's and a get of, in. There's a lot of things I'm going to get on out. There's things I might get on Alan about in this circumstance. Nah, I'm. I'm going to. I'm going to step away from this one. Mike, well, you going to try and get in his good graces? Say no, no, nice? no, I, no, no, no. I, I, like I said, <laughs> I, I think I know how I got. I, I got banned. I got. Bob sure. blocked by him because sure. uh, dur- during the, during the 2012 lockout, uh, our good friends Jeff Merrick and Greg Wyshynski on their podcast asked the open question, "Who is responsible for the lockout?" And I tweeted, "Agent Alan Walsh is because only someone with guilt in his heart tweets every minute of the day, and that's what he does. It's insane. It's insipid. It's a pain. And uh, you know, I I can't I can't stand the guy." Sorry. So we're going to go two minutes in overtime here because I feel I feel this this salient moment has happened that Mike has been talking about and I knew was going to happen at some point. And so we we have a contentious goalie interference review call. 
I haven't seen the play, so I can't tell you whether it's right or wrong. But none of us ever really can anyhow, so I don't think that matters what I think. But um, apparently Nick Sweeney had a goal waved off 55 seconds into overtime for Minnesota Duluth. And so their game against Minnesota State goes on. And it's like that's the one – that's sort of like the one – because this is an elimination game, right, Mike? I mean, this is the one where you're talking about now like, okay – you just took one off the board in overtime. The team could have advanced, yeah. And and now it's overtime is continuing. This That's, is I, 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 like I said. I mean, I I hope that the 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 changes that were made at the GM's meetings will, you know, calm the situation, rectify things a bit, and you know, have a little more consistency. But I still think we're on a pathway to 1999, where, yeah. or maybe maybe I should say 2000, if you remember after the 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 Brett Hall debacle. Um, you remember, I think it was 2000 when John LeClaire in a playoff game against the Sabres hit the outside of the net. The, the puck went through the net and they called it a goal. And only afterward when the replay was shown, uh, did they, did they realize that they had called it a goal and it was actually not a goal. And I, and I, I heard it relayed to me from somebody who was in the press box that Darcy Regeer basically went at the NHL official, tried to knock the door down of the NHL officials in the press box in Philadelphia, which I, I wouldn't blame him because, I mean, that, you, know, that, you know, that probably cost them a series. Yeah, it did. I'm looking at the play. I got to say, I don't, I don't think it's goaltender interference, but I'm one of those guys that my, my feeling is always, Ant, if it's something that happens way before the, the goal gets there, then, like, the goalie, if he has a chance to reset in any way, shape, or form, like, how could you say it's interference? Like, I get it. If he's, you know, if I'm holding you down, I got in your way, as the puck's going, that's fine. But if you touch a guy before the puck gets there, like, that's where I, I always have a problem with it. But, you know, that's just me. Yeah. No, that's 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 completely legit, legitimate uh, beef to have in that circumstance. It's just, again, that's where we are with regards to goalie interference at this point right now. I, I, I've, I've kind of said my piece already about it in previous shows, so I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will leave it there, but I just, you know, I, I hope we're done talking about it. I do. Um, but you know, we'll see. It looks like Minnesota Duluth did win, so I guess it didn't affect them. It uh, also looks like Air Force won, and that was one of the teams I talked about this morning as a possible upset. But like I was like I don't know I don't know if they could really win but they won that's that's a biggie Air Force moving on that's uh I wouldn't have even really thought that that was possible that was just uh, all I did was mention them just to be fair but anyhow that's it for off the post we'll catch everybody next time take care everybody okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry ooh a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.